Hi, hi. I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Kennedy Sung. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the, the SG Boys, the new gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. All right, so this week we jumped on Singapore's top podcast, hosted by Singapore's top influencer, top podcaster, top everything. <laughs> You wanna be on top? Ah. Sam Joe's voice is honestly quite melodious. I'm surprised. You're only realizing that now. <laughs> Pretty Please has a podcast called Chimey, bitch. Uh, so we jumped on and we covered a little bit, well, a lot of everything. It was... It was a riot. It was all over the place. We spilled a lot of tea, like, literally. <laughs> Still chai. Still we chai. had a blast. Okay, so what we're going to do on this episode today is we're going to play you a whole bunch of highlights from the episode, expand on some of the topics that we brought up, uh, flesh it out a little bit more, and maybe play you a couple of unreleased moments from that episode. Yeah, exclusive. Right. Exclusive. Exclusive. The first thing that happened on the podcast was I brought out some gifts. It's almost Christmas anyway, so, you know, it's the spirit of giving to look a lot like Christmas. Josh wanted to do something at the start of this episode, so go ahead. Yeah, I want to do this thing. Oh, okay, no. So my mom says... He brought something. Ne- my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What Never is it? meet your friends without bringing a gift, and also Christmas is coming, so I brought a little gift for each of you. Oh, my God. Oh, you your initial reaction was that so sweet. No, he makes us look bad. As you can tell from Sam Joe's outfit, he loves going to thrift shops mm-hmm. and vintage shopping, and vintage is so in for this Kennedy. not from a thrift shop. <laughs> Backhanded. Yeah, yeah, so backhanded. I've got three cassette tapes that I'm going to give to each of you that I feel matches. Don't look so disappointed. Kennedy's just like, what is this relic? I just don't know how to play it. I found out that Kennedy is a child. He's 23 years old. He's the baby of the group. Yeah, I understand if you don't get this. (laughs) So, Sam Joe, yours is ABBA. Oh, Gold. Because this is like totally you. The 70s, yes. I love ABBA. Thank you so much. Thank you you for the music. I wonder what yours is going to (laughs) be. So, yours is, this is actually 100% you. Okay. Love, Simon. The official soundtrack. Oh, Oh, that's so cute. That is from my cassette. We keep talking about this Movie. Love Joshua Simon. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. And Pretty, you are brave. You're never afraid to speak your mind, whether it's politics and, and anything that we're discussing right now. I feel like you're a trailblazer in many ways. So, Janet Jackson, Rhythm Nation. Oh, wow. Classic. Oh, my God. This looks so cool. This is, <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. So, there you wow. go. Set. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Iconic. Yeah, this is this is a relic. <laughs> In the best Wait, way possible. Did, did you like grow up with? Yeah, like, yeah, I did, I did. Right? But I mean, the cars and. But I mean, I don't think I have anything left at all I mean, to yeah. actually play this. But if you ever, I know what I'll bring. You would have a yeah, cassette. Exactly. Thank you that. so much. Yeah. Oh, Josh, that <laughs> okay. was so sweet. Do you guys still have your cassette? How many of you threw it out the moment the episode was done? I have the cassette. I just don't know how to play it. <laughs> Same, same. I haven't unwrapped it. You know, actually, even CDs, like recently, a friend of mine asked me if I could, you know, pull out a bunch of footage uh, from an episode of a TV series she did, like, in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And usually I'd be like, yeah, no problem, give it to me, I'll pop it in, I'll pull out the files. I could not find a disk drive in my house. <sighs> not like, literally, I have no CD drive 
I think there's most people these days as well, right? Mm. I mean, once upon a time, I was that sucker collecting DVDs, you know, all my favourite movies. I would go and buy, pick them out in the store, like HMV or something. Yeah, or yeah, even like the dollar bins. And now it's like, okay, I have all these DVDs but nothing to play them on. But somehow, you know, like your favourite artist, you know, buying the CD, the physical copy, you do feel special. For oh, sure, yeah. yeah. I miss that tactile feeling of being able to like open the CD or the yeah. CD cover the sleeve and you can see like, you know, the credits Lyrics. and everything. And flip through all the photos. Because mm. back then there was really not a lot of social media so those were the photos yeah. of like Mariah if you wanted to see Mariah or the Spice Girls if you wanted to see them like those were the exclusive photos that you can only browse through if you actually have the physical copy of the album and it was so precious My, <laughs> actually the earliest memory I have of like physical CDs was actually Amy Winehouse oh Back ah. to Black yes Back to Black that's, that's a solid a good album 07 I was like MP4 oh. I had a desktop player back then it was a um, 5 CD player <gasps> so I could you know cycle through that's all like, the songs Looks like the cars, you know, back then. <laughs> yes. The cars, you can put in like 10 discs. Now you still can, actually. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah, you still can. You can put in a few, <laughs> it, but there's just one hole and then you just like slot, slot, slot and then they would do like some internal like musical chair rotation Ew. in there. Only one hole? That sounds really boring. <laughs> one hole, but many... I used to go everywhere with a disc man, you know, so CDs are really precious for me, but I still have, like you, Sam Joe, I still have a solid DVD and Blu-ray library. Also, I spent about $25,000 on vinyl records through the years. I really like having that, you know, the whole physical copy, holding it and looking at it and feeling good about it. I mean, Mm. if you want sound quality as well, analog sound, so you know you're actually getting the best recording or version of an album that you love. So I went through a a period where I went through every single album or single that I liked Mm -hmm. and I went to go find that album. So even Spice Girls, like Mel C signed all my Spice Girls records and when I first started collecting it's easy to find like the Beatles, you know, or like Led yeah. Zeppelin, you know, right, Pink right, Floyd. Right. It's harder to find the pop albums. Yeah. And I managed yeah. to get like rare stuff like Britney Spears' Oops, I Did It Again single. Wow. You know, and also white labels. So these are our vinyl records that only are sent to club DJs. Interesting. Yeah. How do you manage to procure them? I to, I to like put a lot of strings, is it? You go crate digging. So every country that I go to, I go yeah. to the record shops. How do you know that? That's the thing. Because I've also tried buying vinyls before, like mm. for, as, as gifts, right? Because I don't collect them myself. Uh, maybe I should, knowing that they're probably worth more than $25,000 sh- now, your stash. I mean, it's a lot of records in yeah. there. But when you pick up one, how do you know that the record in that sleeve is legit? Here's the really cool thing about vinyl records, right? Most of the time, secondhand records are more precious than the brand new copy. Because mm. when an album is pressed for the first time, for example, I have the Ting Tings, right? The oh one my with- God, that's not my name! Right? It's not my name. It's such a silly album and you're thinking, why would you want to keep that on vinyl? But when it was pressed, there was only like, I think 5,000 copies and it's a red vinyl. It Mm. is the Ting Tings. It is the Ting Tings. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And and, um, you flip to the back, at the bottom, they'll give you a date of which year it was pressed. Uh And if it's a reissue, they'll put that 1998-2005. So you know, okay, it's a 1998 album, but it was repressed to 2005. So the rare records are the ones that came out exactly from that first pressing, that first year Mm -hmm. that it came out in. You might find the same Emancipation of Mimi album today because there's a reissue and it's only like 40 
$40. Yeah. But you can also find the same album, but pressed back in the early 2000s, costing about $150, $200. Mariah Carey, Merry wow. Christmas. Uh-huh. I have the original pressing of no. the album. I bought it for $300. You're kidding. Back in the 90s. Yeah, no, as in I had to look for someone who sold a 90s copy. And that was the so original that, press. Original was pressing. Amazing. eBay or Carousel? I found that one in Tokyo. Tokyo has like an insane like but Japan loves Mariah Carey. Yeah, yeah, they have an incredible population as well who love their vinyl records. You know, so every time I travel, I often travel alone. That's the thing I do. I'm right. like, okay, I'm gonna go to a record store and see what I find today. You yeah, know? nice. Okay, one day I'm so envious. One day I'll invite you both to my house. You'll just go crazy vinyl party at my house. We're definitely gonna do Let's that. Let's do it. But your house is Bukit Panjang. Yeah, what's wrong with <laughs> what's wrong with Bukit Panjang? Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Mm, um, maybe consider that. So in 2019, as many of you might know, um, I'm pretty pleased was our Pink Dot ambassador, yeah. right? Wait, wait, what is Pink Dot? Uh? What's Pink Dot? Pink Dot is the one at the Hongdin Park, the one uh, that a lot of people wear pink, then have picnic, that, uh, that one. Okay, I think from, from the outside, I, I think a lot of people assume that Pink Dot is a pride parade in Singapore. Yeah. It is a protest. There are elements of it being pride-like. We do live it up, you know, we dress in pink, but the reason why we dress in pink is for us to unite together. And the goal has been to abolish uh, Section 377A, which criminalizes sex between men. Right. Uh, so when we organize Pink Dot, why is it not out on the streets? And why is it at this one Hong Lim Park? It's the speaker's corner. It's the only place in Singapore where we can have a peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're listening outside of Singapore, Pink Dot is very, very important for us here, not just in Singapore, but I think in Southeast Asia, as well, I hear there were pink dots being organized in like Taipei or Hong Kong. Okinawa, I was there recently yeah. and I met someone and he said, you know, our pink dot here was inspired by Singapore's. There you go. And so last year, our pink dot ambassador, pretty pleased. Was it like a very natural thing for you to just align yourself with the LGBTQ plus community and be like, I want to stand up, I want to use my voice, mm-hmm. I would love to host for you, I would love to be an ambassador. Yeah. Did you have that, maybe I shouldn't? Um, Should I? I think for me, it always just... It always made sense because I think from the start, it's my content and all my work has always been like, I'm just going to say what I say. I'm just going to say how I feel. And yeah, I was always, you know, put everything in the span of a nobody asked episode or like, you know, with satire and hide all the things I'm trying to say in like my subtitles, do all those crazy stuff. But eventually, like ultimately what I was trying to do is just speak up and just talk about things, use my platform to talk, like to speak up for people who don't have the same platform, same voice that I have or like that's going to reach this many people. So I think for me, it was it was very natural to just do that from the start. And of course, at the start, I talked about things that were very personal to me directly, you know, stuff like about race, stuff about like body positivity, getting bullied online, you know, like for my appearance, stuff like that. Like that, those were all the things that I focused on at the from the beginning, like as pretty please. Even with the, the fashion police video, the first thing was, that was all about cyberbullying. That was all about, why do you go on the streets of Orchard Road and tell people that they look ugly? <laughs> That's a fucked up mm. thing to do, you know? So that was like, that was literally the first video. So when we were talking about repealing 377A and stuff like that, of course I was going to talk about it. It just makes sense. You know, why is this still a thing? That's what I don't understand. And I will always, I will constantly keep asking those questions and I'll just be like, this makes no sense. We This is so backwards. This is ridiculous. I cannot believe a country like Singapore still believes in all these things. It's, it's, it's whack. To me, it's ridiculous. So I remember the first time, like, I think this was way before I was involved in Ping Dot. So this was 2018 or 17 when we first started like, okay, hashtag repeal 377A and everyone was sharing about it. And I remember innocently just sharing this on my Insta stories and my boss told me, I can't. She literally told me like, um, you, you shouldn't talk about these things. And I'm like, it's an Insta story. This is literally going to expire in a couple of hours. I'm not deleting 
deleting it like this is going to expire in a couple of hours I'm just going to let it be and I just stood my ground but there wasn't there wasn't anything major it was still pretty small like low key so you know after I left and when the opportunity came about to like be an ambassador I'm like of course and I think like for that year they wanted to do like all straight allies so it was a very interesting like I know there was a lot of backlash also that year a lot was happening because the whole Toshrock thing and like why, why do you get all straight people and I'm like yeah I get it too you know I think a lineup of all LGBTQ plus community members would be great but if you're trying to make a point here about how important allies are in this country it also makes sense to do a full straight thing because allies are so important and like even when it comes to things like race you know I constantly like want my friends from the majority race to like step up and, and do what we can't do do what I can't say do what a brown person does not have the opportunity to, to do so I understand the importance of allies so yeah. I think for me it's like it's only natural for me if I can be an ally for any community out there I'm down you know sign me up like where do I sign up where can I what can I do to like just raise awareness here or try and form some kind of like positive change in the in the communities it just makes sense you know it just makes sense I my friends deserve to have what I have the opportunities well, was that, that what, what kind of drove you at the start because you said that you know it was very natural for you, yeah. you knew exactly that what's right and what's wrong, and you mm-hmm. the moment you had three cents from A, like yeah. okay, I'm gonna align myself immediately with this cause, right? Yeah. But like, was that from because you know your family, you've always been very open about it in the household. Um, actually, I don't think I don't think it's something that. I definitely didn't learn this from my parents straight up you know my parents come from a gender my parents are in their 60s yeah we just never had conversations like this but i guess they also didn't need to you know but my mom obviously i have friends who are members members of the lgbtq community obviously and they are sometimes it's very obvious you know sometimes my mom can tell and my mom's not the kind of mom who will like behind their back ask me stuff you know my mom knows and like we son my intern he he talked about yeah. this my mom loves we son nothing nothing's different you know she treats him the same as any one of my friends when i see my mom like just be herself i'm like that's cool I guess my mom's cool but I have not explicitly had a sit down like I, I don't know I just never had the opportunity never thought about it but I think my mom would be cool I just wanted to say something uh, to you pretty about you know you spoke about being an ally and everything and not a lot of people know this but my mm. first pink dot was only like two years ago mm-hmm. and it might surprise like you know a lot of my gay friends because they're like really like you know <laughs> I mean just look at your Instagram and everything I'm like <laughs> yeah really but it's, it's been a journey for me and it's still a journey yeah. um, and I've told, I've told this two guys many times or so that I've studying this podcast also like freaks me out sometimes I wake up and I yeah. wonder if I should even be doing it mm. so two years ago I walked it, uh, it was my first time walking um, into Hongling Park wearing this like pink secondhand pink t-shirt no it wasn't it was my own pink t-shirt but it was okay. <laughs> I love old clothes I can't help it but I was very nervous because um, I didn't necessarily have like a click even though I had a lot of friends but I didn't really like tell anyone I was going you know it was only a couple of friends I said okay if I see you there I see you there Yeah. I always tell people it felt like the picnic version of Tantric right? like, hey, hey, hey. Like, <laughs> oh wow yeah. Tantric is wild it can be, yeah. it can be quite scary <laughs> going to Ping Dot yeah. yeah but actually what really resonated with me that year my first year at Ping Dot uh, was seeing a couple of my straight friends there mm. and there's something so powerful about it literally one guy was like a, a friend from college never expected to see them there we've never yeah. had like like you and your parents never had that conversation yeah. so I really don't know what their stance on it is mm-hmm. you know never openly told them that okay you know I'm gay or I'm queer yeah. or whatever but to see them there it like we did not need to have that conversation and it was just so just knew, yeah. it was so beautiful we just hugged each other and mm-hmm. and I knew that they were they were there for, for us and, and so I just want to say to people like you guys it really means a lot I'm sure people have told you that before but yeah, since I'm here sitting across the table having chai and spilling your tea all over the place <laughs> literally I want to tell you personally thank you <clears throat> that was a clip from our SG boys chai me bitch crossover with pretty 
please. With our SG girl. There you go. Yeah. We've been looking for our SG girl. Well, Samjo, I didn't yeah. know that you only started going to Pink Dot. As late as 2018. That was my first Pink Dot 2018. I absolutely can relate to that. I mean, last year, the Pink Dot stage was very important for me. I went up, I, I sang. That was also the first time, you remember the first episode, that was the first time Kennedy saw me like on yeah, stage. And you right? sang part of your world. Yeah. Mm. But every year before that, I'm going to be honest with you, Pink Dot was tough. I'm happy that I could go on stage and sing and express myself. But every year prior, I would go and I'd be like, I want to I wanna be here. I have to support this. You know, like, this is my family. This is my people. But I would go there and, and like what you said, you know, it's like tantric, but a picnic setting. Yeah. Maybe it is just me and my insecurities, but it felt like I had to look a certain way or dress a certain way. And the pink T-shirt had to be this tight. Oh. Yeah, it was really tough. And, and there's that, oh, what if I bump into this person who ghosted me or that person, you know? And yes, it, yes. It, it, it just became really anxiety-inducing. Yeah. And I had to keep reminding myself that, no, 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 I'm not here. It's like going to church sometimes and then like all your past um, issues with, with the different community members, for example, like interfering with, you know, you're there for God, right? So right. like, I know it's a strange analogy, but like I had to remind myself, I'm here to go to Ping Dot because I'm here to protest 377A. This right. has nothing to do with me bumping into anyone or having the right amount of friends or dressing up a certain way or anything. I had to just constantly push myself to be go up to the drag queen show some love do you know how much money she spent on that makeup <laughs> and that costume and how hot it is and, and how much time do that do that do yeah, that yeah. you know it's bigger than us you know it's bigger than you or whatever conflict you might have with like someone right yeah you're absolutely right like you know it wasn't just I mean when I said a picnic version of tantric I meant that in the best way possible I just meant like oh. you just throw a stone and you definitely hit someone you know that's mm. what I'm saying um, of course sometimes like you know it might be a bit awkward but I always tell friends like you know you think Singapore is small wait till you're in a gay scene like oh. you know yeah. Singapore is small but Singapore gay people are like you know it's kind of like it's even always more, one degree of separation like, it is you know. even more minimized so like I totally understand what you mean by the whole like going to Ping Dot and like not knowing but the, f- the funny thing is that when I went there uh, suddenly I saw my secondary school senior Aww. yes and then um, we, we had a very good um, kind of like a yeah he was like join us join us that kind of thing and I didn't feel so scared la. That's I nice. mean it's very welcoming for me mm. so far la. Yeah. yeah you found a place or at least a group that you could belong to because the 2018 one I think that was your first one right Samjo yeah uh, the 2018 one was tough for me like I remember going there and then walking away. While I was walking away, I had to talk myself back mm. to, to go back there. I'm glad that I went back. And then I, I kind of said a little silent prayer. And I said that, you know, maybe next year I'll get to perform. Maybe mm. next year, um, instead of being the awkward person in the crowd, I will have something else to give. Maybe I can serve a bigger role or a different role. Next thing you know, next year, I'm on that stage. And How did that happen anyway? Did they call you? or I actually reached out to them. Okay. I actually reached out to them. I said... I, I'm, I I didn't want to wait for anyone to invite me. You know, I just said, like, this is something that I know I want to do. You gotta make it happen. You know, and, and people can say, what, well, thick skin or whatever. I don't care. Like, I want it to be on that no, stage. No, at the end of the day, I mean, even if you you did ask for yourself, I'm really happy you came on because I really did. You know, when you sang part of your work, I felt very, I felt very um, hurt and seen. Legit, like, because yeah. um, Little Mermaid is one of my favorite Disney movies, and mm. when you performed it, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. someone understands, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm really glad that you performed that. It was like I released that 277 Bay video in the morning, oh. and then I went down. So, that whole experience, that whole day for me was wow, you made that experience 
in its totality like really great so I'm really glad that you performed Thank like you. at the yeah. end of the day 377 Bay we actually have not heard that name in a while in a know. long time through the series you might have heard you know Kennedy talk about how he's not comfortable with the term activism anymore and he dropped the 377 Bay handle and he's still trying to figure out how to speak up for the things and the causes that he resonates with um, but at the same time he also feels afraid you know we hear that fear in him but also the vulnerability in Kennedy in the past couple of episodes when he's choosing his words he mm. actually brought that up so back in February Kennedy got involved in some sort of an online kerfuffle yeah. right uh, kerfuffle with, man yeah <laughs> story of our lives these days on social media mm. right it led him to kind of like retreat from Twitter even though he loves that platform a lot we want to touch on something you know there's always that sense of should I walk on eggshells or should I even engage you know mm. yeah but whatever backlash I got it was warranted you know because of a video that Pretty put out right brown, brown face campaign mm. yes yeah. so um, I guess Kennedy kind of like tweeted about that video and you know right, I was right. like um, do I agree do I not agree and mm. At that moment, I think if you felt very strongly about the issue, you should have agreed. Mm. You know, that, that was the issue of the moment. Yeah. Right. So they were pressing you to take a stance and you, I guess you were kind of like wondering aloud, like, you know, why should I be doing this or that? And so when we actually sat down with Pretty, Kennedy had a chance to talk to her face to face and touch on this issue. And this is what went down. After the whole thing happened in February, then I just I just went back and I just kept thinking like every week I, I feel like I think about it once. I even mm. have friends who uh, I, I text um, my friend like quite often about it and then you know and I asked him uh, like I don't know what else I can say. All I can say is that it wasn't my intention, mm. you know, and but obviously that sounds so half ass you see from celebrities, right? That wasn't <laughs> my intention. And so it comes to a point where I just feel like I shouldn't say anything, uh, and there's nothing I can do about it, law. Mm. And it I just feel like um very frustrated sometimes and and I, I just tell myself like what's the point of speaking up if this will always come back to haunt me? Mm. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. But then that, then again that's because the problem that um you face is not something that you know that I face mm. that kind of thing also what mm. well, I think I think everyone can serve a purpose and and when when I found Kennedy and asked him to do the podcast you know he had all these reservations he's like I have tweeted all these things and I'm still reassessing and and I noticed that as well whenever we cover a topic he's always trying to cover all grounds and make sure he's mm. okay and I completely empathize because all of us are doing that on social media. Everyone's like haunted and, and there's just so much anxiety over cancel culture. It's like, yeah. I have to be perfect all the time. And I and I said this to Kennedy, I said like, but you have so much more to offer as well. Let's have a conversation. I want to know where this came from. I want to know what shaped your mind. We're being judge, jury, executioner. Mm-hmm. That when it shouldn't be that way, I really like open dialogue. I like you and I constantly different. We're constantly growing. And even when I... I couldn't say, oh, I know pretty. Mm. I don't, because I've, I've hung out with you a bunch of time. We've done Nicki Minaj songs. <laughs> I care about you, yeah. but I don't know you, because mm. I have not spent time with you for the past couple of months. I don't yeah. know you today. So what I knew of you was enough for me to trust and say like, okay, well, I want to get to know who pretty is today based on that feeling that I got from you before. Mm. So you can assess things and, and figure out if something is for you. Mm. Just now we were talking about how you go into everything knowing exactly how things are going to be like you didn't it was scary for you because you didn't know how things was going to be here but you still put yourself out there you still decide to speak up that's where sometimes magic happens that's where sometimes peace and progress happens Mm -hmm. you know and and doing this podcast is the same thing you could have just said no I'm scared of activism I'm scared to engage Mm -hmm. I don't have to be a ping dot ambassador I don't have to get into all this but I choose to and it can be scary I may get it wrong but I also may get it right and right now we could use more right Mm -hmm. 
preach. <laughs> yes, bitch. Yeah, she, yes, bitch. <laughs> this part of the reason, this, this whole thing was part of the reason why I dropped them. I used to have this username called 377Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I dropped it because um, I just felt like, I felt so shitty about whatever happened. I felt a lot of guilt, la, a lot of shame, mm. a lot of guilt. Uh, so I changed it back to my name and things like that. And you know, I, I don't know if I'll ever get back to that situation where I feel comfortable enough to put myself out there as I did last time. It can be very stressful. La. Like, I talk about race and literally everyone expects me to comment on every single thing that happens that is race related mm-hmm. in Singapore but same thing it's the anything that happens the Indian man at the condo yelling at the security guard that got sent to me like crazy it's like is it because he's Indian that's why you don't want to comment on this I'm like suddenly you're the gatekeeper it's of because this guy's just an asshole like yeah. what am I going to comment on this it's just because he's brown you want me to comment on this and you're making it a race thing mm. so like it's it's so stressful every single time and of course I feel like I kind of took this upon myself what you know I want to talk about race in Singapore I signed up for this lah so I don't complain about that you yeah know? but you don't I have just, to be shackled by it exactly but I, exactly so I don't feel like it's a I have to do this I have to talk about this I, if I don't then people are going to think I'm biased towards my own race you know I, I definitely don't feel that pressure anymore but at the start I definitely used to you know I used to be like if I don't talk about this then am I going to like seem a certain way am I going to seem like I'm just picking things that I want to like spotlight I create content because I want to and because it's still entertaining and fun for me and I don't yeah. want to I don't want it to stop being fun for me and once it's stopped fu- stop being fun for me it's not going to be fun for anyone yeah. no one's going to watch that shit because mm. it looks like I'm, I'm doing this for the sake of yeah. doing this it's like so, the downfall of Michelle Fan. <laughs> yeah it's like burnout it's like severe burnout she on talked camera. about it so I can so. say this yeah 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 I love she Michelle Fan. You, you definitely know her Rice Bunny she started her YouTube channel as Rice Bunny she's really cool no, yeah. I'm glad we had this conversation uh, because yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I also feel like um, I still have a lot of leeway to be a better ally mm. and to learn and constantly grow and mm. yeah cheers to oh that. my goodness Let's we need that yes, yes. if you spill I, my glass my glass mm. is empty by the way okay, cheers, yes. oh you want some <laughs> do we still have more <laughs> Alright, and if you're wondering what was the whole spill thing, okay, Sam Joe. What? We were just sharing about our star signs. Yeah, and then Josh was like, what is no pretty asked me what my star sign was, and then I was like, Oh, why don't you guess I share it with one of these two? <laughs> and then I said, Okay, fine, I share it with Josh. And then Josh was like, what? You mean you're a Gemini too? And I was like, dude, we've been through this like three times, I swear. Yes. No, I totally remember like the two of you like at dinner, like, you know, like, oh, we're both Geminis. And, yeah. yeah. I, I'm a Gemini in denial. Ew. Exactly. He is denying, he's shirking his Gemini hood, which, I mean, look at the great Geminis, like, you know, setting like glorious examples for us, like Naomi Campbell. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm an Aries and I'm proud. Proud to be an Aries. Yeah, yeah. okay. Marilyn Monroe, I know she's a Gemini. Exactly. You know, but Macklemore is a Macklemore's Gemini. Macklemore is a Gemini. Good news. Paula Good Abdul news. is a Gemini. Hey, hey, but also Donald Trump's a Gemini. Oh. Kanye West is a Gemini. <laughs> Azealia Banks is a Gemini. Okay, you can stop now. Joshua Simon is a Gemini. Bitch. <laughs> Wait, we're the same? We went to We've been this. through this. No. We had Thai food. We okay. talked about both so of us thing. being I, a Gemini, okay? Gemini, okay. Right. So but I'm a Gemini rebel. So I'm 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 a Gemini. Means what? Okay. So like <laughs> means all Geminis think they're special. No, no, like no, no, I'm Gemini no, but no, I am no, 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 no. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm scared. Chaotic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Her scream is that funny. <laughs> also kids are the red. Exactly. Red. 
I cannot wait to see that on video. Oh I do not want to see that. Really my goodness, so embarrassing. It's Min- Minissa Bentha spilled the, the, the chai tea. Still the, oh, chai I tea? Mean, oh, what do you say, Chinese person? Do you just call it chai tea, which essentially means tea tea? Hey, I said it, is, it too. It, it I... is the equivalent of, um, uh, what is it? Uh, non bread, non bread. <laughs> yeah. For more shenanigans, you can check out Pretty Please's Chai Me Bitch podcast that the SG Boys just jumped on. But we'll leave you with this juicy exclusive. Listener, pretty please is dating someone. We managed to squeeze it out of her. I'm very proud of us, actually. That's like our exclusive scoop. I mean, I know it was her podcast. We were on her show. But we kind of interrogated her to the point where she had to admit to us that that, yes, she's done being single and she has found love. The gays. The gays are the experts when it comes to relationships. Exactly. There's just something very magical when, when a woman sits down with some gay friends. Yeah. I've been painfully single for a very long time, but I am finally like dating someone seriously. So I don't know what to say. Am I, is this I, an exclusive? This Where's the press release? What press release? Okay. No, no, no. Forget all the love questions. We're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm gonna no, interview you now. Yeah. No, we cannot. Okay. So you're you're seeing someone right now. Yeah, I am. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I know. I don't know how many times I've whined to Josh about like, why do I just no one love me? Which I, I think is ridiculous. Because you're beautiful, you are. You're beautiful, yeah. but like me and Sailor. But I also think, <laughs> sorry. I also think a lot of guys are intimidated mm. by success, mm. by a woman being confident and owning her speech, and also being funny. You know, because mm. like the first time all of us got to know you was yeah. laughing. You know, yeah. it was comedy. To be comedic, you have to have wit. That kind of scares people, mm. which is totally fine. Yeah. you don't want that anyway. You're kind of filtering yeah. those guys out. <laughs> yeah, they just see themselves out, so yeah. that's great. But, you know, like yeah. uh, the fear thing. Right, I realize you are very strong in your views, right? Mm. So maybe sometimes they fear disagreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I've only dated like, I guess including this guy, the two people seriously that I've dated, and okay. the, the previous guy, he was very like, never explicitly say if he agrees or disagrees, but he will always be kind of like, are you sure you want to say that? And then he would like be a bit judgy or like kind of like, like tell me like actually, you, tell I me would, how you feel. I actually like it when people tell me that they don't agree and yeah. say you're not cool with it. But whether or not I I take action to it is a different thing. Exactly. But I feel like if a guy disagrees with me and they tell me, I I'd be like, oh okay, but. You know, it's my channel. Yeah. <laughs> and he also tell me how like his his family members would discuss like the whole brown face thing and everything in front of him. And I'm like, oh, then what do you say? And it's like, oh, nothing. I just like, just like sat there to listen. Mm. Like to just hear. I'm like, Mm-mm. you stand up. You know, yeah. if you agree, you stand yeah. up. If you don't agree, you say something. You know, like, yeah. yeah. So hearing that always made me feel a bit like, are you kind of ashamed that I am not ashamed of my opinions? You know, like I, what, what is going on here? So it was kind of weird. And I always thought that was a bit odd. Okay. Maybe that's why I didn't work well, so, out. So knowing, <laughs> but knowing this now, when you yeah. started dating this guy Mm -hmm. was that something that you looked out for to just like by the way (laughs) yeah I always like went into dating someone like without without trying to put a lot of pressure on it because I'm a crazy like overthinker and I stress myself out too much Virgo so yeah I'm a Virgo I'm I'm batshit crazy lah so so I went into it just like I'm gonna see where this goes and like from the first date I was like this is insane is this how it's supposed to feel like cause this is this is great you know so yeah I was like insanely happy after the first date I'm like this how it's supposed to be and then and then there's one thing that I've come to realise that a lot of the guys I date like they always say things like I'm so proud of you I don't know how to uh, like accept that as a 
compliment because I feel like you can only be proud of someone when you have seen them, seen the progression, you've seen the journey, you, you've been there. Like all my friends can tell me they're proud of me. My family can say they're proud of right. me. But if you just met me, you're trying to date me. This is like our second date just because you know of me online mm. to come to me and be like, I'm so proud of you and everything you do. I feel like it's a kind of weird thing to say. Mm. Did they go into the date trying to know you beyond that? Yeah. You know, or is it just, they just want to get to know the online pretty. Yeah. They only want to know pretty place. They don't want to know pretty Naya, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It always felt weird. It's still, I mean, it's still a nice thing to say. Yeah, no, right? it's definitely like, not it's, rude It means well, like yeah. you know, because it's based yeah. on what I know of you, mm-hmm. I am proud of you, which, I mean... I'll give you something real to be proud of, you know, like now you get to know the real me. Okay. Yeah. Of all the years I've been on dating apps, me and this guy have matched several times because I will delete the app constantly and be back on it a few months Uh, later. So we we keep matching. Okay. And every time we match, we will like laugh about it, but we never made actual plans to meet. He is in the industry, kind of. So I knew of him, he knew of me. And like every time we matched, we knew of each other, but we just never made plans. And then eventually we bumped into each other, random hangout spots we would. And one day, like in September, he just asked me out. And then we have been going out since then. Yeah. So it's very, it's very recent September. Two months ago. Oh, <laughs> look at us gushing again. Are you going to start singing I Want to Know What Love Is? You've been looking for the moment to... I want to know what love is. I want you to show Sorry, I sighed, I sighed really, really loudly while Sandra was singing. <laughs> it's an audible sigh. <laughs> no, my goodness. I, I'm so happy for her because she's just... Uh, she's just proved that you can be chronically single for a while mm. but still find love. I, I was lifting us up together. like I was saying it in solidarity. Let's just put it that way. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have a feeling and very often my feeling is always right. All right. <laughs> that by the end of the first season of the SG Boys, Sam Joe is going to find true love oh gosh don't jinx it please Josh no, I cannot don't give in to the fear see the, what? the first thing you do is oh, don't jinx it no. I'm scared you make it sound like like this whole this whole show is a pitch for Sam Joe yes. oh, wait, it wasn't right <laughs> <laughs> was it actually girl <laughs> get in line and sing back up now <laughs> I'm kidding I'm kidding oh Santa oh my- <laughs> oh Santa yeah <laughs> okay are you ready for the whistle let's go <laughs> I hate you. I hate you because we cannot we cannot harmonize that whistle. Anyway, super happy for Pri and her laughter was just super contagious. And so- we're not gonna tell you who this person is because the first thing I actually told her once the camera stopped rolling was keep it between the two of you. Keep it just the two of you for a while at least. Yeah. You know, don't make it public yet until the foundation is set. But we did see the photos. We did. We did. And, we did. and he, he fine. He fine. They look good together. Wait, yeah, he's my... so cute. <laughs> <laughs> to close this episode today, we need to redeem ourselves for that horrendous intro on the Chimey Bitch podcast where we tried to sing the SG Boys name, albeit poorly. Okay, <laughs> the, the, the conductor of this group is a Do Mi So. I'll do so. Do okay. Mi. Wait, which part should I do? I do Mariah's part. Maybe you should do it. You, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kennedy, you do Ari baby, and you baby, are J-Hut, you can do, you can do the You can do the Mi, but you got to flatten it. Like, do Mi, Mi. Like, just do it a little bit lower. Okay. 13.7 flat. You just go Mi. No, 13.7 cents flats. That's what perfect harmony is supposed to be. She's a pianist, like. you'll see. Yeah. Yes. Are you doing hey. the do? I'm doing do mi so okay. do. One, two, three. The SG Boys.
Let's record an album. Let's <laughs> Wait, do it. Can we hear it? Can we hear it? DSG boys. Samjo, you're stealing my part. <laughs> what? Wait, wait. Do me. Can we go higher? One, two, three. DSG boys. Let's go, Carolyn. The SG Boys, the new gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at The SG Boys. The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.